TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only twenty-five dollars a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile, get four iPhone 15s on us, and four lines for twenty-five bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Does it feel in your own mind that D'Amico Ryan's not being here next year is a fait accompli? No, and here's why. There are not that many open jobs this year. And three of them uh, happened during the season. And owners, for the most part, do the hiring of coaches. Other people will interview them. But owners say, that's the guy I want. And they almost invariably go for the offensive guy. Um, The Jets went for Robert Sala. And that hasn't turned out terribly well so far. The Jets have not. They are much improved on his side of the ball. They are much improved on his side of the ball, but they're still not in the playoffs. And owners want to know, why aren't we scoring more? Why don't we have Kansas City's results? So I think... Go hire Eric Bieniemy then. By the way, he must be the worst interview on the planet because nobody has given this guy a... Like, his name is not even in the news cycle uh, this year, when his name was at the top of the who might be a future head coach news cycle. Yeah, um, I'm not exactly sure what that's about. I mean, I've heard 12 different versions of of why he's not getting interviewed. But Well, give me one. One is that they believe that Andy Reid is the guy who calls the plays, not Eric Bieniemy. Well, it probably is. Well, it's not. It's not rare for the head coach to but, call the plays. But you're looking for well, it, in some t- some places it is, but. The perception, I think, out of Kansas City is that Andy Reid has his hands all over the offense. So nobody knows how good Eric Bieniemy is. I mean, his reputation has largely been built on the fact that he's in Kansas City. Um, I've heard that doesn't interview well. I'm not sure that that's it. Uh, I've heard that, you know, he, you know, he tends to be blunter than owners like. Um, see, that's one of the guys I'd be but, looking for. See, I I would too, but owners like yes men. You know, they they don't want to have to listen to the word no from a guy they're paying $10 million a year to turn their football team around. They want what they want when they want it. Um, I don't know really if there's anything wrong with D'Amico Ryans other than the fact that Owners like offense. They don't tend to like defense. And very few defensive coordinators who have been hired lately have been dramatic improvements on the offensive guy that that they've replaced. I want to uh, give full credit to 49ers Web Zone, which basically put together a little article about how D'Amico Ryans could end up back with the 49ers next year. And what we do know, like here's 
what we know. He's going to interview with Denver and Houston. They have both officially, formally requested an interview with D'Amico Ryans. So let's just start with the Denver Broncos, who, to be totally honest, have D'Amico Ryans has zero chance of being hired by the Denver Broncos. Jim Harbaugh, Sean Payton, and Dan Quinn are the first three guys standing in that line. And that might be the right of first refusal right there. Harbaugh, Peyton, Quinn. Uh, uh, kind of interesting, and it feels like this is maybe a little bit more performative to appease Rooney rules. Do you see that David Shaw, former Stanford head coach, interviewed for the Denver job? Yeah, I mean, well, I think John Elway still has a hand in things over there. I don't know if it's as firm as it used to be. He obviously doesn't have an eyeball on the football that's been played at Stanford the last few years. No, but sometimes you just interview a guy to get their views on your team. I mean, I don't believe anybody thinks that David Shaw is going to get that job. No, but he certainly fits a pigmentation profile that Denver wants to tick off. Especially well, if their three head candidates are Harbaugh, Sean Payton, and Dan Quinn. Well, ultimately, you know, Rob Walton being the richest owner in the NFL, price will not be an object for what he wants. No, I heard I heard that if it's Harbaugh, Harbaugh could be looking at north of twenty million a year. Well, it, twenty million is not the problem. The problem is power, because how did he come a cropper in San Francisco? Got into fights with the two people above him. On the organizational chart, Jed York and and Trent Baalke. Who, yeah. by the way, we're back. Yeah, I heard but, people giving him credit for, you know, turning that team around when, in fact, all he did was say the word Trevor Lawrence. And he had a hand in bringing Urban Meyer there, so he dodged a massive bullet. Well, that really wasn't me. That was the guy above me. No, of course that was. That wasn't yeah. me. Let me tell you what I did. Everyone laughed at me. When I went ahead and traded and and paid Kirk like that, Kirk was really good this year. He was on my fantasy team. He yeah, won me. No, he was. Yeah, he was good even when Lawrence was not. Yeah. So he was a surprise in a lot of ways. Look, but getting back to your point, Denver and Carolina have the two richest owners in the sport, and given what happened in Carolina with with Matt Rule. I cannot see David Tepper keeping Steve Wilkes. I think he's looking for a big splash, too. So that whoever Denver doesn't get, or whoever is left after Denver hires whoever they're going to hire, is going to be Project One in Carolina. I think Arizona is going to be looking to come and pick up whatever is the leftover coaching didn't get hired in in, in in Denver as well. You brought up the Panthers real quick. Their list of interviews right now, and they've already got like four or five guys that they want to interview, it doesn't even include D'Amico Ryan or any coach that comes from the defensive side of the ball. Everyone that they're talking to is an offensive coordinator. They're thinking offense for sure. So you can absolutely eliminate Carolina from even being in a D'Amico oh, Ryan's conversation. Oh, no, I don't think... I, I, didn't, I didn't think that was ever going to get to D'Amico Ryan's because, as I said, David Tepper is going to throw money at this. And he's going to throw a lot of it, which means that he either gets Peyton or he gets Harbaugh. And if Harbaugh, for some reason, stays at Michigan, um, at that point, it becomes a wild card. Um, but 
D'Amico Ryans, I think, is is down on everybody's list, largely because of what you just said. Carolina wants offensive guys. Denver desperately wants somebody to fix Russell Wilson. That's an offensive guy. Arizona has Kyler Murray, who apparently is going to be in the room when these deci- when this decision is made. So that almost sounds like an untenable job going forward. Uh, after that, you know, Indianapolis, I don't know if Jeff Saturday is going to get gassed or not. But that's a hot mess that I think D'Amico Ryans would be better off avoiding, even if they offered him the job. Jim Irsay really might run Jeff Saturday back out of spite, basically, or just to prove himself yeah. right. Because that hire was universally you know, mocked from corner to corner. It was a laughingstock hire. And Ursay is just the kind of eccentric level nuts enough to think, yeah, I can still end up proving to everyone I'm the smartest man in the room if this works out. So I'll give it another year because I'm just crazy enough to do it. You know, oh, and stubborn enough because he's starting to take on some of the trappings of his old man who owned the Baltimore Colts and then moved them in the middle of the night. Strong drinker. Huge drinker, like massive. And, and and the Jeff Saturday thing, if you read the thing in The Athletic about uh, how he made up his mind on Frank Reich, uh, he's now essentially the guy who runs the runs the building. You know, it's not Chris Ballard anymore. It's, it's Jim Irsay. And Jim Irsay wanted Jeff Saturday. He insisted it was the best hire and flat out told everybody in the room who thought it was a bad idea, he says, you guys don't understand what I understand. And guys who do that tend not to come off a position until it becomes painfully obvious that they have to. And you would have thought losing to the Cowboys 54-19 might have done that, but no. I mean, the idea to just shake up the world sounded crazy to begin with. I'll be the only person in America defending Jeff Saturday. He was offered up to the media as if he were a gas station attendant. He was a Pro Bowl center whose ears were closer to Peyton Manning than anybody ever had a set of ears closer to Peyton Manning forever. Uh, Was he looking back at it the wrong hire? Absolutely. Is he unprepared for the job? Absolutely. But to just pull his name out of the hat and say, let's give it a go. All right. I don't like it, but at least you can make an argument that Lifetime Colts know how Colts should, you know, be, if that's what you will. You know, a culture hire, if that's what you want to call it. But then this season, just so chewed him up and spit him out to come back to it. Now you sound like a buffoon. Yeah, well, the other thing was that unlike Mike Singletary, who was a culture hire in San Francisco, he'd had some experience as an assistant coach on staffs. They didn't hire him from... A high school, which is where Jeff Saturday's coaching acumen came from. That's what made there was nothing about his background other than being a center that made him qualified for this. And because of that, people derided the choice. If he had done three years on, on somebody's staff, nobody would have blinked twice. They would have said, Well, that's a weird hire, but I get it. This was mostly Jim Ursay trying to, I mean, angry at Frank Reich, angry at Chris Ballard, going, I'll do this now. I don't trust you guys anymore. And he chose a guy who, while he might like him a great deal, 
And it's essentially like hiring his next door neighbor. And it turned out exactly as you would expect. They, their last win was against the Raiders, which tells you plenty about the Raiders. And then after that, you know, close against Philadelphia, lost by a touchdown to Pittsburgh, lost by 35 to Dallas, was close against Minnesota, then got yeah, routed Dallas by the Chargers. Dallas game was close through three quarters, right? Then, yeah, <laughs> and then it blew up, yeah. And then got routed by the Giants, and then, you know, blew the game against Houston at the end of the year because they couldn't keep them from scoring with a minute to go. This conversation started being about D'Amico Ryan's. So yeah. We've kind of gotten lost on, on Saturday. No, but I... I but no, I mean, but it's, 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 inter- it's fascinating. It's, yeah, it's, it's, it's fascinating because we're talking about whether Jeff Saturday would have the job next year. And I think that's a coin flip. And if it's not Jeff Saturday, I don't know that Jim Irsay would hire a defensive guy either. Because he doesn't seem to be the kind of guy who looks at that team and says... And we have no quarterback. And then hire a defensive guy. Because that was his biggest complaint. He hated my he hated Matt Ryan. And Matt Ryan was fairly hateable at that point because he's done. So I think Jim Irsay would be looking, if he's looking outside, for somebody to create a new quarterback for him. And quite frankly, that's an offensive guy's job. So again, how could D'Amico Ryan's end up as the 49ers defensive coordinator again next year. It's a game of musical chairs and we're eliminating chairs here before he really even gets to play the game. He's not going to the Denver Broncos. I think we agree on that. He's not going to the Carolina Panthers. They're looking to hire offense for sure. I agree with you on the Colts. If it's not Jeff Saturday, it's going to come from someone on the offensive side of the ball. And if it is you know, if Jim Irsay is going to replace Saturday, he's going to do something with a big ticket, impressive hire. Yeah. Uh, it's not going to be the Arizona Cardinals, who apparently are thinking about maybe even promoting their own defensive coordinator, Vance Joseph. But that doesn't mean that they're going to quickly pivot to D'Amico Ryans. So that leaves one other team. And it's the team that D'Amico spent most of his career with. It's the Houston Texans. But apparently, the Houston Texans are a lot more interested in D'Amico Ryans than he is in rejoining the Houston Texans. I mean, when you think about it, they just won and done back-to-back minority coaches in a row. And he knows the franchise's skeletons. He knows what a dumpster fire their ownership has been throughout his entire career, throughout their entire ownership of the franchise, basically. And a, a polite no thank you feels very, very likely, likely from D'Amico if the Texans really did come a-calling, which they have. There are two interviews actually set on D'Amico's upcoming schedule. It's the Denver Broncos. Don't think he's going to get it. The Houston Texans don't really think he wants it. Now, maybe they put a paycheck in front of him that makes him say, <laughs> let's let bygones be bygones. Uh, I don't think it's going to be the Colts. Don't, it's not going to be the Cardinals. Definitely not going to be the Panthers, which means... He might be by default back in San Francisco next year. Back in San Francisco as defensive coordinator and assistant head coach, which means he'll get a bump. And he's got one coming. Um, the, the other part about Houston that makes it a bad job is that nobody's betting that Nick Casario, the general manager, is going to last very much longer either. In fact, some people are surprised that he's still there at all. Um 
the only way... Well, he won the war against Easterby, right? He won the war against Easterby, but, you know, he was the guy who brought in Lovey Smith, and Lovey Smith did the best he could with a terrible team, and still got shown the gate that night, the, the night that they beat Indianapolis. So... I don't know how much power he do, he actually does have, or how much longer he's going to be able to wield it. So, I think we got to wait and see if Casario is going to stay before we make any assumptions. And as long as Cal McNair is running the team, I think D'Amico Ryan's is wise to be wary. I think there is one team in the postseason that could actually, without the right result this postseason looking to be fire, firing their head coach. And I don't know if this would apply to D'Amico Ryans, but if you if you told me that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat the Dallas Cowboys, I could absolutely see Mike McCarthy, whether he deserved it or not, being the fall guy for that situation. Jerry Jones has already basically said that's not going to happen, which means it totally could happen. I wouldn't put anything past Jerry to make a rash decision based off of an early yet again exit from the postseason for the Dallas Cowboys. If the Dallas Cowboys do become available, I could see how that would upset the way the dominoes fall if we agree that the first dominoes to fall would be Harbaugh, Peyton Manning, Dan Quinn in Denver. If Dallas were looking to hire a coach, I could see how one of those guys, and if, if Jim Harbaugh decides to go back to Ann Arbor or stay in Ann Arbor, he hasn't left yet, now, all of a sudden, D'Amico has a couple more chairs available in the game of musical chairs. But I I ended this year thinking for sure he's about to be a head coach somewhere else. I don't know anymore. No, I, I, I think circumstances are going to beat him more than anything else. Yeah. Um, I also think that, you know, him being black, is that's always a high bar to clear with a white ownership. But I would suggest that the Cowboys are less likely to replace their coach than the Chargers. If San Diego, if San Diego, I'm sorry, if 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 the Chargers lose, did they used to play in San Diego? Because yeah, if they did, I can for, forgive that mistake. Yeah, for oh no, yeah, for a hundred years. I forgive you. Thank you. Um, but I could easily see them looking at Brandon Brandon Staley and going, "You have Justin Herbert. How do you not get past Jacksonville?" Because the bloom is off his rose big time. So I, I mean, could see that becoming another vacancy. The wild card for me, well, of all the wild cards here, it's the fact that Dan Dan Quinn is the defensive coach du jour that people think is going to get a head coaching job because he's had one before. That also stands in the way of D'Amico Ryan's getting one. So I think the odds are that D'Amico Ryan's is going to end up back in San Francisco uh, having done a couple of interviews and finding out what he needs to find out about interviewing, and Kirk and Kyle Shanahan throwing him some more money and maybe a better title. Well, that settles it then. I'm glad we were able to figure that one out. I'm exhausted. We deconstructed it before anyone even bothered to construct it. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.
After investing billions to light up our network, T-Mobile is America's largest 5G network. Plus, right now, you can switch, keep your phone, and we'll pay it off up to $800. See how you can save on every plan versus Verizon and AT&T at T-Mobile.com slash across America. Up to four lines via virtual prepaid card. A left 15 days. Qualifying unlocked device credit service ported 90 plus days with device and eligible carrier and timely redemption required. Card has no cash access and expires in six months. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.